Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the Liverpool Comedy Improvcast with me, Ian Luke-Jones. This is where we get to know the people who make up the LCI community and today's guest is the shiniest improviser I know, it's Anki. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher and wherever else you get your podcasts. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the show to give us a boost and help get our name out there. Now it's time to go off script and find out Anki's true story about making stuff up. And please welcome this week's guest. It's Anki. Welcome, Anki. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> so I'm super excited to have you here. You are just a massive ball of positive energy in the improv world. And I am super happy to get to chat to you today and find out all about you. Thank you so much. I mean, I'm in my pajama and you look like a sun. You're completely in yellow. <laughs> I am all in yellow. <laughs> I thought I, mm-hmm. oh, I, I thought I'd wear the yellow uh, because uh, it would go with your improv shine theme. Oh, so nice of you. <laughs> yeah, it was wonderful to have you at the jam. Um, I haven't managed to look at every single uh, breakout room, but every time I saw you, there was something interesting going on. Interesting, another word for scary. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was it was a fun jam. Um, so for people listening, uh, Improv Shine, there's a, a monthly jam that Anki runs, and I finally got to go to my first one last week. Uh, ha- having thought it was the week before initially, and sending her a message saying, <laughs> "What time does this start?" <laughs> she sent me lovely pictures of her on a boat somewhere. <laughs> um, so I got to go last week and meet loads of cool improvisers from all around the world, including Keanu Reeves. Right. <laughs> Don't get me started. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I I had uh, later on, I sent him a message and say like, thank you for being such a good sport (laughs) and keeping up with me (laughs) and my jokes. He's wonderful. Hi, Matt. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, let's dig into improv first of all and find out how did you get into improv and when was that? Okay, so... It was a 2018. I saw a stand-up comedy show, and uh, while they had a break, they had a little improv segment. And I saw it, and I was like, I could do this. So basically, I started researching where can I find here in Munich some uh, groups that would take a newbie like me. I mean, I was not a completely a newbie because I was before um, in Croatia, I was very active as a student. Uh, I had a group for three years, like a drama group. Okay. I also had, I don't know if you know about this, it's a theater of the oppressed from Boal. So I did uh, that type of improv, which is not the improv we do here, okay. but it kind of opened the door for me. and. Um, and I kind of saw the, the beauty of it. And then in Munich, I found a group called Rice Cookie, which was extremely open for, for newbies, for everyone, basically. Yeah. It was just having fun, meeting friends. And this was my first group. And we, um, we just matched, we just clicked. And, um, and then I started to teach as well. 
the other newbies because I'm a, uh, I was a youth um, organizer and teacher so I did a lot of workshops seminars way before I uh, started with improv so I had this under my belt and now I wanted to learn more about the the improv quote-unquote rules or techniques or whatever but as a social worker what I realized um it's more uh, especially for the newbies it is more how you make people feel and also that you kind of give them this vibe of it is okay you are good enough no matter what you do so uh this is what i had to apply to myself because i'm being very self-critical but in the same time i think that was my little superpower of making people feel comfortable and being good enough whatever they offer um so yeah i was combining me playing me teaching and then corona <laughs> <laughs> Um, and uh, this is how I uh, met you and uh, other people from uh, Liverpool Comedy Improv. Uh, and I was happy that I can learn so much, that I can meet others, that I can go to online workshops, uh, which I, since I, at the moment, I'm a kindergarten teacher, I don't have a vacation that I can visit festivals. Yeah. So basically, I was able to be thought by wonderful uh, teachers, and then I was also able to forward that knowledge to other people. And yeah, I did some jams, did some this and that, and then I made Improv Shine uh, in the beginning of 2021 because I just wanted to connect people. For me, that's extremely important. Yeah. I'm like a, a walking connection. Um, I'm being very loud, very spammy about my Improv Shine because <laughs> uh, I want every improviser to meet another improvisers. Yeah. And I also want to see the beauty that comes together when you match intermediate or advanced players with newbies um this is something that i'm working hard on right now okay i'm talking too much that's it <laughs> oh, well, it's all about you talking we want to know all about you so yeah you feel free to just talk away uh so yeah improv shine we will uh dive into improv shine in a little while but i i want to talk to you about rice cookie there so you said you're, you're in munich you wanted to start an improv group how did you go about just getting something up and running from scratch this group this was a group was i think six months or one year uh, already established when i joined so oh, okay. i haven't created it i just became a part of it right um yeah and uh, and they welcomed me so nicely and it was in the perfect moment because uh i came in munich without friends and family i didn't know the language so after my child was born uh, and after these one and a half hour, uh, sorry, years passed, I was ready, you know, to meet some friends and, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. somehow have other roles in my life, except for being a mother and looking at my four walls. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's, how, that's why they're so important for me because with them, not only did I get um, improv experience, not only yeah. that I was laughing like idiots all the time, I also got friends and these friends that I've got, there are several people which are friends for life. I mean, if nothing else, if just for that, I'm the luckiest person in the world. <laughs> awesome to hear. So how long have you lived in Germany now? It's going to be now seven years. Seven years. Awesome. And mm -hmm. you didn't know the language at all when you moved? No, no, zero. And I didn't even want to learn it. I was like, 
who wants to learn, you know, like voluntarily this language? <laughs> and here I am now. Hallo, ich bin Anki. <laughs> Wie geht's dir? <laughs> so, are, are you fluent in German now? Well, my certificate says I am. <laughs> so, do you fluently speak three languages or do you speak more than three? I so Croatian is my mother tongue. Uh, yeah. You can hear how I speak English. Um, I work in German, so I guess I can speak, and I know a bit of Italian. Ah, awesome! So, uh, how does the Italian bit come in? It was my. It was subject in my high school. Ah, awesome! For years, we had it very intensively, and I really learned a lot. And since high school was long, long time ago, I also forgot a lot. <laughs> I'm very jealous of people that can speak other languages very well because I come from a country that has its own language. I, I am Welsh and there is a Welsh language and I can't even speak that. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I heard Welsh. It, it's like from another planet. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, it is. It's, it's super complicated. It, there's lots of sounds that involve going... <sighs> <laughs> well i guess you have to have a cold or something you know <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. if you have a cold it's a great language for having a cold <laughs> <laughs> they should use that for advertising of the country <laughs> I, I mean if you, you come to wales if you come to wales you'll probably get a cold <laughs> so because <laughs> it's, it's normally pretty cold and wet so yeah, but I love I love accents uh, from entire UK, uh, and it's Cardiff, right? It's Cardiff bit... is the capital of Wales in South Wales. Yeah. yeah. So I was watching some series where it was um, it was situated in Cardiff, and I just love how they end the sentences. It's like it doesn't go, the sentence doesn't go down; it goes up in the end. Na 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 something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, the Welsh accent it changes as well, depending on which part of the country you're in. But most people mm. think of, oh, hello, from Wales I am, a lovely southern Welsh accent like that, isn't it? Uh, so that's like the southern, and then it gets a bit harsher it, when you get to North Wales, which is where I'm from. But then mm. in the area I live in, you don't really have a Welsh accent at all because it's very close to the English border. You just sound English. Is this how you won Seki? <laughs> Your Welsh accent? <laughs> <laughs> uh not quite i i, I won her with my with my wit and charm <laughs> <laughs> now a life exercise like what charm i no, you're totally charming <laughs> <laughs> uh, so improv shine let's talk about improv shine you said you started it, you wanted to connect people and it is it's a jam. It's a podcast. It seems to me like a way of life. It's just positivity times a million. Talk to me about Improv Shine. Oh, that sounds so nice. Better than it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, my well, my kind of wish, um, because it came during pandemic, my wish was simply to use this uh, Zoom space um, to get people together. And so far, because I'm trying now to overwhelm myself because i'm a very i have a very addictive personality and when i dig into something 
I don't let go. And if there, I think I've visited every single jam that exists. So I had I had to be very careful, you know, not not to not to burn out. For yeah. uh, although yeah. it's a wonderful cause. So I started um, with monthly jams, uh, where we simply uh, it's a very uh, the jam is very I don't know how how can I say it's like very fast. It's there is no much for explaining. There's no time for explaining. There's no, I mean that's how I decided. There's a lot of music. Yeah. It's just like one person said. It's like a, it's very festive. We get together. We play. We have fun. We shout out each other. Um, and you know it's like it's just uh, it's uh, usually on Friday. It's just like end of the week, uh, at least working week, and uh, we just get together and and have a laugh. And I saw and, you. Mm -hmm. I saw you post recently how much time goes into planning uh, the jam session. Let's just talk through the prep that goes into actually putting on a jam. Well, do you want to embarrass me now? Because uh, I use most of the time to collect stickers so that, <laughs> that the pages look nice. <laughs> well, that's basically it. <laughs> Uh, the only the only technical part that maybe would be interested for people is that I close my eyes and I imagine the um, uh, the exercise we're doing or the scene or whatever with a prompt. I imagine it in my brain and I try to capture the feeling people might get from uh, from the certain exercise. Yeah. And based on that, I, I put the music and afterwards I put another uh, exercise. So I think I kind of spent 90 minutes um, just on feeling all this hmm. in thinking that this might be also feeling for other people, which I don't have any statistical proof of, but uh, it's kind of nice to think <laughs> that I'm right. <laughs> But and especially for the workshops, when I when I do them, uh, I do it for various uh, groups. It's also like that. Uh, I try to understand how this might make people feel, yeah. and then uh, from there, I, I give some, you know, like a feedback or I give my insights and I prepare them for something that comes next. Um, yeah, and and stickers. <laughs> <laughs> do you find it? Do you find it draining because you know? Is it it's very high energy and you're a very high energy person. So do you find that you have to give yourself an appropriate amount of downtime to really just relax and recharge? Well, downtime is that I cannot sleep afterwards. That's downtime <laughs> of eight hours. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Um, there are different types of um, of such a high energy activities. And one of them charge me with energy. The other ones drain me. Yeah. So with the improv shine, I'm so excited. Uh, really, I have issues sleeping later, but it's so worth it. You know, it fills me up with so much love and gratitude um, and just being around people who get my bad humor. Oh, my God, I love it. I would pay you to come <laughs> for this feeling <laughs> that I'm feeling, you know? <laughs> yeah. See, um, what I loved is you do have a sarcastic sense of humor and it was my first time at the jam the the session last week and you did this whole spiel about how we're here to be nice to each other and all that and then 
like the next things you said, it was just you ripping into some other people. And it was obvious that they're your friends and it's fine. You can be sarcastic with your friends, but it, it was just a funny juxtaposition based on what you'd said first. <laughs> Which actually brings me to the thing that uh, I was hoping you're going to ask me because I'm listening to all your episodes oh. and you <laughs> ask people, yes, and you ask people uh, about influences, right? Like yes. a comedy influence. So please ask me. Okay. Uh, who are your comedy influences? <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you for this question. I haven't thought about it. But <laughs> actually, because of, because of you and, and that question, which you usually ask, it got yeah. me thinking. Because if you would ask me like ad hoc immediately, like I would not know. So I actually did a little oh, bit of thinking. You do more prep than yeah. I have. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I realized something. So I had to uh, have to have thank you for that. I was like, Okay, so who do I like? Like, what makes me laugh? Uh, and then I realized, my God, I like this uh, cringy humor. Like, you know, The Office. Oh, yeah. Do you know that? Yeah. I mean, doesn't that make people cringe? Oh, big How time. he's embarrassing himself. I love that. And are you talking about the original version or the American yes. version? The original. I mean, they're both a little bit the cringy, both. but the original yeah, is the original. cringy. Yeah. Uh, and, and I've seen everything from Gervais, everything. So there is always cringiness inside. Yeah. So I guess this is kind of that, um, <laughs> that inspires me, you know, to, to, to have this cringiness. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know how well I am <clears throat> in that, uh, or, you know, is it just sarcastic or it's not funny? I don't know, but it just makes me laugh. I, I, I love. I love that. I love making, sorry, <clears throat> I love making characters which are very quirky and misunderstood. Yeah. But I did learn, and this is also thankfully to online community, I learned you cannot pull that uh, thing um, if, if people don't know you. Because yeah. I like, I, so let, let me give you an example of this. Like, have you seen Little Britain? Yes. Okay, I love that as well uh and i love marjorie you know the fat woman from the uh, uh fat fighters fat fighters yeah yeah so i i realize i'm i like this type of characters who are putting people down for something that they are you know like she's yeah. fat and then she's putting other people uh, you know down because they're fat yeah um yeah. and and i find that so funny because it's actually ironic you know Oh yeah, it's totally. like the joke is on her. Yeah. So this for me was very interesting, and I love that. But then I realized people won't get it. Like they have to understand you, or it has to be scripted for this to work. Otherwise, yeah. it could be yeah. just trashing others, which is absolutely not my intention. You know. So yeah. I always like to joke about these things, and the joke is on me. But if I cannot deliver it. Uh, that it looks like the joke is on me and not on someone else, then I should not do it, you know, because I'm not yeah. here to hurt yeah. anyone or to be misunderstood, um, then I have to skip it. But I just love that. I, I just love to make such a, you know, like being a host of a bachelor, uh, bachelor uh, you know, these guessing games with bachelors, yeah. and then myself being, you know, like having very poor love life, being completely <laughs> sad, you know, like being so desperate. So the, I like to play it with these kind of things. 
Yeah, there's a phrase I always use in improv, and it's read the room, and it's sort of know who you're improvising with or who's watching and who you can say certain things to. And it actually, I use it a lot in teaching as well. In my class, there's always children that I know I can be more sarcastic with. And then other children, I would never say certain things to because they wouldn't get the joke and they think I'm just being a horrible teacher. Yes. <laughs> um, but then... Yeah, that's that's always uh, an interesting balance, trying to feel out at the start of the term, oh, who's got a bit of a cheeky sense of humor and who can I say these things to that I can't say others to? Um, because I'm always conscious that if I say the wrong thing to the wrong child, I could completely destroy them. But I think the children learn very quickly in my class that 90% of what I say is a joke. And that makes you a smart teacher. And not like me, you know, <laughs> I think about consequences later on, you know, when I cannot sleep. Did I offend someone? <laughs> yeah. So it's it's good to be aware. I'm trying to be uh, as aware as, as possible. And there are so many things that I'm not aware of. And I'm personally very grateful if someone would point it out to me. Yeah. Uh, but gentle, because I love feedback. I love feedback. I'm obsessed with feedback. Uh, as if you uh, told me there's a list, right, of the things that I do for the jam. And one of the things is collecting feedback. And this item takes the most time because I contact almost everyone and say, how was it? How was it? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Did I offend you? Did I do something wrong? Uh, what did you like the most? What didn't you like? Um, it's very important because when I get excited, sometimes I'm not aware that I might come across as something that I'm not, yeah. you know? Um, so it's important for me. And I think especially when you're getting together, so many people, many of them for the first time meeting each other and are from different countries and people have different ways about them in different countries and what's acceptable to say in one country isn't in another. So it, it, it can be a recipe for disaster if it's not managed correctly. Yeah, totally right. You're totally right. And this is, I mean, I, I'm learning this on, on a daily um, level, no matter what I do. I'm also a um, kindergarten teacher and which I work with smaller children than you, but still, you know, the, there has to be a little bit of uh, thought out things. And in the same time, we should not be, I don't know, too stiff, I guess, because children likes us to be a little bit crazy as well. Yes, they do indeed. I think sometimes, yes, <laughs> I think children in my experience, children appreciate it if, if you treat them like people and you don't treat them like children. So I don't speak to my class as in, Hey, I'm an adult and you're a child. So we're very different. I kind of speak to them just the same way I'd speak to anyone else with the same tone. I don't give them a patronizing tone in my voice. And for me, I always find that that works well because, oh, hey, we're being treated like just people. We're being allowed to just be ourselves here. We're not forced into playing the role of the child because that's the adult that's telling us what to do, if that makes sense. Totally. I, I'm, I'm the same. Actually, I think I'm a more uh, childish than they are. <laughs> that's a good I way to be. <laughs> yeah. So you said that you're a kindergarten teacher, but you mentioned earlier in the chat that you were a youth support worker is that what you said so basically uh i have um, a university degree in social work okay and most of my uh life experience working experience i mean was in the youth organizations either as a project manage manager to, uh, leading projects doing activities 
Um, and I actually worked also with old people. They are totally cool. Oh my God, I make so much fun of them with them. <laughs> okay, digression. Um, so yeah, and uh, and this is what I also wanted to do here. Uh, but due to some technical stuff about my um, diploma, it's yeah. not possible to work with uh, young people here, okay. at least not for now. And they need, um, Germany needs a lot of uh, people to work in um, uh, kindergarten. So yeah, they took me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have any previous experience uh, in working with such small children, except for having my own child, right. which is annoying as hell. She's like more difficult than on 25 of others. So I have a good training at home. It always frightens me that I might get moved and put with the really small children because technically if, if my boss decided, Hey, I would just want to shuffle everyone around and, and move the teachers, give them new experiences. I wouldn't be able to fight against it. So at the end of every year, when we wait to find out where we're going to be next year, I'm just always like, please don't put me with the tiny children. I would not have a clue what to do. <laughs> well, I don't know what you consider tiny. I work with the three to six year olds. Okay. And I'm okay. telling you, I'm learning from them more than they're learning from me. Do you want an example? Yes, please. It was so funny. We were, I don't know how we got to that discussion. Um, something about gifts, buying stuff. And then the one girl, five-year-old told me so eloquently told me, you know, Anki, not every person finds money the most important thing. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow, can I adopt you? <laughs> they are yeah. so smart. They are so, they're so wonderful. And for me, I, I'm doing a lot of, I mean, we all bring our values, you know. Yeah. We do have a program. We do have some things that have to be very objective uh, and neutral. But we as people, we bring ourselves right into into that work. And for me personally, I'm obsessed with with supporting each other. That's very important for me. When I see a child helping another child to yeah. tie his shoes, I'm in like heaven. I'm so I feel like I've done something, you know, that they yeah. they're taking care of each other. You know, they're empathic. They they understand the needs of others. Oh, I just love that. Yeah, I, I really love when you just have children that just ooze kindness and just go out yeah. of their way to constantly help others it's such a wonderful trait and i i always hope that it's something that stays with them and doesn't get sort of squeezed out of them as they go through the school system yeah you're right you're, you're totally right this happens unfortunately um but also i mean we're humans we are also you know trying to survive in any yeah. environment possible so we adapt also and um i i work teaching year five so it's it's not quite the end of primary school there's one more year to go but i see even towards the end of year five and then i see the children in their last year in our school how they're changing and they start to discover their inhibitions and if they used to love singing whatever songs and they not be a problem all of a sudden they're a bit shyer they're not going to sing as loud they don't want to be seen because that's when they start to go through that difficult phase 
I, I, I totally understand what you mean. And it's so, it's crazy how visible that is, you know, it's yeah. like, oh, well, yesterday, you know, yesterday you were happy because I gave you a piece of bread. <laughs> and look at now. <laughs> now you find me stupid. Um, it is. Oh, can I tell you a secret, but don't tell anyone. Okay. I've realized that the children who are six years old, so they're leaving kindergarten in yeah. the last two months of their kindergarten time, which is like now, they are horrible. <laughs> I don't understand. It's like I've seen three generations, all of them in the last two months of their being in a kindergarten. They simply become so arrogant. I guess it's like we're going to school now, you know? Yeah. No, don't tell anyone I said that. Okay, I won't tell anyone. But I think what you've touched on there is something that happens across school systems. Whenever you're at the end of a particular time in, in school and you're going to be moving somewhere else, I think children just have this sudden realization that, oh, I can test these boundaries and what are the consequences going to be really because i'm leaving soon so I th it's like a, an unconscious thing that they go through but lots of children i think do go through that you're right oh <laughs> those ungrateful little peep <laughs> <laughs> you're totally right well actually i kind of get that um what i have an experience in my working life when i quit my uh job Right. I was an amazing, which is maybe opposite to what you're saying, but it's a different behavior. So I was like the best possible worker because I was free, you know, like right. I knew yeah. I'm going to leave in two months. Uh, and, and I was like, every decision I heard, it was like, okay, well, it doesn't impact me, you know, especially <laughs> if it's them. Um, and every day was so beautiful and light. With, with children, you know, because yeah. I wanted yeah. to spend every single uh, minute supporting them and being there for them and not to think, you know, about greater things in the organization of a kindergarten and how we're going to cope this or that or who said what it didn't touch. Uh, it didn't touch me. And yeah, I was different. I was not uh, as bad as those children, <laughs> but um, I, w I was totally good. But there was a change and there is something to it. <laughs> okay, so I want to go back to Improv Shine now, and I want to focus on the podcast side of things because you do have a successful podcast yourself. So, talk to me about how the podcast came around. Oh, thank you for thinking it's successful. Uh, <laughs> can you say it one more time? I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> actually, I had just one idea, um, and that is I want to say thank you to all the people who influenced my improv journey. So this was the main thing for the podcast. I wanted to <clears throat> host people. Sorry. <clears throat> you can edit that. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, now I can talk Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> I had to remove from microphone not to, you know, break some ears. Uh, what was I saying? I already forgot. Oh, yeah. Why am I doing this? I yeah. just want to, yeah. yes, I just want to give people a loud thank you. And uh, what is different for my podcast than yours and basically everyone else's yeah. is that I don't even ask them about them. You know, I just chat with them 
as if we are just you know drinking a coffee and i don't prepare anything so we are just talking very spontaneously as an improvisers (laughs) and uh and i don't know maybe i have just one thought like for each person just one thought something little and maybe i start with that and everything else is simply um made up like uh, at, at a moment and we also do a little scene somewhere yeah. in between and i'm trying to limit it to three minutes okay. so that uh, people don't leave <laughs> uh no I, I i don't have much time to listen to other uh but i did discover one thing i discovered you can uh, make uh the podcast go faster like yeah. 1.2 1. My, my maximum is 1.3 okay. for those who speak rather slowly hello wit uh and um <laughs> and there are someone who speak very fast and then i have to go to 1.1 1. 1. but okay. usually i i'm listening 1.2 ah yeah it's kind of a, a a big fad to do that i know lots of people do that you can watch netflix shows the same way yes. um i whatsapp recorded messages are the same you can do that oh so yes it, it, it's kind of a i think it's a good reflection on society in many ways because we're a very busy people we don't have time for things so anything that helps us get through things quicker as that's no, what they're society just boring. is like <laughs> <laughs> like why would i spend wait my no i'm just kidding um no the whatsapp thing i tried just out of fun 1.5 it was uh, and then two oh, it's impossible oh it's gibberish okay yeah, uh, I first discovered it years ago by mistake when I was listening to a podcast and I was like, what is going on? And then I was <laughs> like, oh, there's a setting. I can change it. Um, but yeah, it is it, it is a fun thing to try, listeners, if you just want to have a go. Uh, whatever device you're listening on, you can listen to this a little bit faster or a little bit slower. Yeah, well, maybe if they listen a little bit faster, they might not uh, see how bad my English is. So yeah, <laughs> 1.3, please. Um, I le- I think I've listened all of yours on 1.2, which for me it's like great. It's not like too much, so I yeah. find it good. Except for EJ. Hi EJ. <laughs> <laughs> EJ, you can talk. <laughs> uh, also, I know EJ, so I dare to say these things. <laughs> yeah. And and she was fantastic to talk to as well. Like such such a life. Yeah, she was one of my favorite episodes. I really like her. <laughs> and I love that you listen. Thank you so much for, for taking the time to listen to the show. And you know what? Uh, I do it, of course, for selfish reasons, because most of the people that you host are the people that I play with. And it's so nice to hear their stories, you know? Yeah. And their voices. And, and I can recognize them, you know, w- without seeing them. Because I started basically um, with um, uh, a little workshops and jams with the Liverpool a Comedy Improv. Um, yeah. So I got to know a few people. I think I met Jess there. I still remember her scene, actually. She did with one guy. Oh, I, another secret I have to tell you. So she made a scene uh, with a guy. I don't know his name. I don't know if it's Mike. And he has a nose. He's, both are great improvisers. But I got stuck on his nose. Because his nose resembles the Ricky Gervais uh, nose. Okay. Could that be Mike? Some? No? Uh, I don't know. I can't think of anyone. No one's coming to mind. Anyhow, 
I'm I'm just entertaining myself when I'm not playing the scene because he looks so cute. He uh, resembles a little bit to Ricky Gervais. Anyhow, so I I I started with Emma, um, and Emma was so supportive, uh, so nice, and um, I don't know, it just it just made me want to do <clears throat> online improv even more. And although now I don't have much time uh, to join as much as I want. I still remember and really appreciate all the people that were there in the very beginning, such as uh, LCI. Ah, oh, awesome. And that's why we do this show, really. It's, it's because the people that make up the LCI community are just, just so vast and so fantastic. And it was Emma's idea to just create a space where we can give people the spotlight that they deserve and you know, make them feel special and hear their stories and that's that's why we're doing what we're doing really that is so emma that's yeah. so emma <laughs> <laughs> this was our game i remember like insult people with compliments oh my god that is so emma like, <laughs> so kind so thoughtful like what's wrong with her <laughs> You can practice this at home. Insult people with loving them. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like for me, I owe so much to Emma. And I know she doesn't like it when I talk about her on the show because <laughs> it's not about her. But it's, to me, it all comes back to her because this wonderful community that has improved my life so much, I, I am part of this community because of her, because of what she was offering in the first place. When I felt that need to to reach out and find improv, it was Liverpool Comedy Improv that was there. And so much awesomeness has come from it. You don't have to repeat yourself. I've listened to the episode with you. <laughs> of course. I know your story. <laughs> and I understand and I completely agree. Yeah, and I just think, I mean, we know my story, and I just think there's so many people that have just benefited from improv, particularly during the pandemic, and because there's lots of people now that aren't doing it because they're back to real life and, and doing other things they enjoy, but there are still lots that are still loving it online, and some are doing it in real life again. But I just think how how awesome that improv really did just take what they were given and make it work during this pandemic and really flourished where so many other things uh, just struggled. Absolutely. I could bet it saved lives as well. Yeah. I think we would all be uh, way more depressed if it weren't for, for this, because not only that you are giving your time to improve yourself, to, to, you know, to practice, to, to challenge yourself, you're also kind of meeting like uh, like minded people, or even if you are not sharing maybe some opinions with them, you kind of have this circle of acceptance, you know, like, yeah. I like yeah. people who you are, you know, and that that feels good. Yeah, and I think that's what people enjoy, they very quickly realize, oh, I'm just myself here, I'm not trying to yeah. fit in, because I fit in just by being myself. Yes, isn't that wonderful? Yeah, it's it's fantastic. I mean, I, I wish we have this more in our everyday life, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. The, the sense of you are good enough. You are you're wonderful as you are. And now to add a little bit of sarcasm. I mean, you could improve a few things, but 
<laughs> I mean, that much yellow to wear, you know, it's weird. <laughs> uh, one other thing I want to ask you about, actually, is well, when I was in the jam last week, you mm -hmm. played a, a massive sort of eclectic array of, of songs. I wanted to ask you about music and do you have a favorite artist or band or particular genre or do you just love a bit of everything? Well, if, <laughs> if we would listen to the music I love, <laughs> no one would come. <laughs> <laughs> No one would ask. They they might cry a little bit. Okay. <laughs> they might call a friend or two. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I wanted to do, I wanted to focus on uplifting music. Yeah. And before I was using a lot of hits because most of the people know these songs and they maybe mean something to them yeah. or they yeah. are just, you know, part of their growing up, whatever. Um, but now uh, I'm trying to mix it a little bit with the world music. So I'm discovering in the same time. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm trying to, to, to have 50% of classics, you know, dance stuff that people enjoy. And then the other 50%, I'm trying to show maybe some um, also uplifting. So it has to have some pace to it, but uh, from other countries, you know. Yeah. So that people can also experience something a little bit different. Um, oh, I have. Oh, you have to come. Uh, I think next month we're going to do Asian edition uh, with oh, okay. a different uh, time zone and everything. Oh, I prepared. Oh, I cannot say because it's a surprise. Okay, forget <laughs> what I said. So uh, <laughs> I have something planned. Um, yeah, so basically I'm trying, uh, and, and you know what, it's nice, it's nice when the people hear their own language. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, you know, however, I want to check lyrics. I don't want to have insulting lyrics. Oh, uh, okay. That's important. So sometimes it's a little bit problematic because I don't understand what they're singing. Um, so I'm trying also to do that. Oh, I should put that on my list that I'm checking lyrics. <laughs> that's like a day of my life um yeah so i'm i'm really i think the music connects us and it kind of free us you know from this whole verbal thing and that's why uh i tell people use these 30 seconds before to breakout rooms really yeah. to clean yourself from uh and quote unquote clean uh <laughs> from the experience you had so far it's like let it go you know thank say thanks and goodbye you know and then free yourself for something that comes next and you know, while you're doing this you're dancing and you're writing um, messages to each other saying how awesome you all were and you can promote your stuff and so on and so on. Ah, this sounds so good right <laughs> it does indeed <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, I wish I invented that. <laughs> okay, so just before we uh, bring this to an end, I, I want to no! ask, <laughs> I, I ask uh, this very important question. What does improv mean to you? Um, I, so oh, this, this is going to be so complicated. When I read improv books, yeah. I feel like I'm talking to a friend. It's like I literally talk to myself. Right. I read and I was like, yeah, exactly. That's it. You know, 
especially when it comes for in terms of encouraging people and um, you know making them feel that they can do something so i'm basically sometimes just reading books so i can talk with myself and the book yeah. um yeah. improv for me also it it means that there are so many choices there are so many ways and i i get to be everything and at the same time nothing you know i get yeah. to I get to dip a little bit into some waters to challenge myself to to try out some things that maybe in life I could not and and this and this whole thing with being supported in your crazy ideas even when you don't even know what you want yeah. when you say things that you don't even know why you said them it's amazing and and I'm I guess I'm ad addicted to to support to make you know people feeling good that just it brings a lot of energy in me you know yeah. it's almost like it's almost like <laughs> returning the faith in humanity um i know it's a little bit far-fetched to say it but it really it really makes me feel that we are all in this together and you know we should we should just love each other um <laughs> and accept each other for who we are and uh, yeah and also it's an art form for me yeah. um and I'm trying also to introduce this physical aspect a little bit more than just being a talking head, you know? Yeah. Uh, the other day I went for the first time in like two years <laughs> um, for um, physical improv. And oh, I, awesome. I really felt, yeah, I really felt good. I really felt very theatrical and um, I don't know. It's good. It's good feeling. Yeah. Well, that seems like an awesome place to finish. Just before we do finish, I want to encourage people to check out Improv Shine. Do you want to just tell people where they can find Improv Shine? I'll just Google it, man. So <laughs> improvshine.com <laughs> and Facebook. If you use Facebook, you can also type in Improv Shine and there you'll find a, a page with the um, video version of a podcast. So you can see my lovely face. And uh, <laughs> I'm not talking about my guests, it's just me. Um, <laughs> they are blurred. <laughs> it's just me on a speaker view. And, uh, and I think my podcast is everywhere in every platform that you normally use, just like yours, I guess. Uh, yeah. So yeah, just write in Shine and you'll find me there. I'll be there. <laughs> well, awesome. Thank you very much. It's been awesome to chat to you today. Thank you, Ian. You're doing an excellent work and I cannot wait to play with you more. It's been a while. Yeah, definitely look forward to playing with you soon. Thank you. Well, thank you so much to Anki. That was a great chat. What I loved about that chat is that we laughed a lot together and that is something that I always find that whenever I see Anki, I think of laughter. And what a great way to be thought about. Someone that can make you laugh, someone that has a great laugh, that puts a smile on your face. So thank you very much to Anki. You really did uh, put a smile on my face and I'm sure everyone that was listening will feel so positive just because they listened to your infectious positivity. And something that was spoken about towards the end of that interview there was getting back into in-person improv. Anki recently experienced it. I myself recently experienced it and I know lots of you listening are experiencing that right now. And Liverpool Comedy Improv is there for you at this time because although things are still happening online lci is back out there in the real world so check out the website and 
check out the Facebook, check out this podcast, whatever it is, anything LCI, and you'll find links to the website where all the information you need for all of the different courses that are available. So online is still here to stay, but there's lots going on in person as well. So do check that out. And if you are interested in getting into improv or already involved in improv and want to try out a different improv scene, then all the info you need can be found at www.liverpoolcomedyimprov.co.uk. You can also check us out on Facebook by searching for Liverpool Comedy Improv and on Twitter and Instagram, we are at Live Comedy Improv. There is a Facebook page for the show, so do check that out because you'll get trailers every Thursday for the next Monday's episode and you'll get links to the new episode every Monday. If you're a member of the LCI community and you would like to be a guest on the show, then please get in touch with me or with Emma Bird and we will make the arrangements as soon as possible. I am so excited to get to know as many people in the community as possible. And if you're not connected to me in uh, the social media world or any way, then do speak to Emma and we would love to get you on the show or connect to me on the Facebook world and speak with me about it. And perhaps we are connected, but you haven't felt that you should be on the show you should be on the show because everyone's got a great story to tell and we want to give you this excellent platform to be spotlighted and we want to hear your story don't forget if you are listening on apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review subscribe to the show anything like that can really help to boost the show and get our name out there if you're interested in finding out more about me on social media you can find me on facebook twitter instagram and youtube just search for ian luke jones and that pretty much brings it to the end of today's show but before i go here are some words as always that are wise 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 always remember whatever the situation to treat life like improv and yes and